It is time for another crossover episode of Locked On Chiefs. We are joined by Gino from Locked On Eagles. This is going to be Super Bowl rematch coming up on Monday Night Football. Get ready for another episode of Locked On Chiefs. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. It is finally here, a Super Bowl rematch. Chiefs versus Eagles, Locked On Chiefs, Locked On Eagles. Talking about this rematch on Monday Night Football, going to be a good one. Really looking forward to it. Today's crossover is brought to you by Price Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to pricepicks.com slash NFL and use code all lowercase NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Thank you all for listening. We really do appreciate it. Make sure you're checking out the Locked On Eagles podcast after listening to Locked On Chiefs, or maybe if you're listening to the Eagles normally, Go check out the, the Chiefs podcast. We do appreciate your listens every single day. Gino, lots of fun, lots of energy, I'm sure, going into this game. Uh, and both teams coming off a bye, the NFL kind of made it interesting this week. The NFL is going to make some Monday come Monday night football with all of the eyes that are going to be on this game. And the last time these two teams met, it was under similar circumstances, right? You're talking about the two best teams in their respective conferences, and there's a little less at stake in this go around, right? You're talking about a regular season game between two interconference opponents where it's not going to mean much in terms of time breakers, but when it comes down to what it means for the Philadelphia Eagles, and I think as well for the Kansas City Chiefs, is it's really a litmus test. Like, where do you stand against the best of the best? This is when you see two heavyweight fighters that are like 20 and 0 and they finally get to meet, and it's like, who is going to come out on top? It really feels that. The circumstances, though you're not playing for a Lombardi or a ring, are very similar to what they were in February. And you might see another rematch of this come February with the way these two teams are playing. And coming off of a bye, we know how good Andy Reid is. The Eagles were banged up in that Dallas game in the last couple games before the bye. The NFL knew what they were doing. They wanted to get these teams healthy. They wanted the two great young quarterbacks of each of the conferences and two head coaches that have storylines intermixed between each other. Nick Sirianni, young up-and-coming coach. Can he get right and get his revenge over Andy Reid? Where Andy Reid, we know everything that he's done for Philadelphia. It just makes for another great game, and I think a lot of people, the neutral fan above everything else, is going to be super psyched to see teams other than the Chicago Bears and Carolina Panthers playing on primetime, that is for sure. Yeah, their primetime games the last couple of weeks have not been very good, and as we're recording this, as we're recording this, the Bengals and the Ravens actually play tomorrow night. We're recording this on Wednesday, so uh, that's actually going to be a really good primetime game, so that's something to watch uh, you know, before we get to this game, but this is a fantastic game. Uh, Chiefs Eagles, as you said, you know, the two teams at the top of their conference on each side. And you have two teams that are playing a little bit differently than they were this time last year, at least especially on Kansas City's part, because their defense is leading them versus what their offense has been doing in the past. Uh, That's going to be something that we need to talk about. But what is your biggest story going into this game for the Eagles? I think the one that a lot of people are looking at would be the health of Jalen Hurts. And I think that's just an easy one. Like hopefully his knee is good because he needs to get back healthy. He is the quarterback of this football team and you're going against Pat Mahomes. We know football runs through the quarterback position, but I would say the even bigger point is how do you stop the quarterback on the other side of the field? And the defense that you saw a couple months ago, back in February, it's completely different defensive coordinator, Jonathan Gannon, Someone that we don't mention on our show is no longer in Philadelphia. He cost his team a Super Bowl. It is now Sean Desai. 
two different defenses where the guy who was here before, it's more of like your basic cover three, cover two quarters type of stuff where you're just going to sit there and not show much disguise, pre-snap, post-snap. Now it's Sean Desai, who is a Vic Fangio disciple who runs this cover six where he runs a quarter, quarter, half type of system. And it's going to be very interesting, the looks that you are going to see pre-snap and post-snap from Sean Desai to get Patrick Mahomes to think. That is ultimately going to be the big differentiator from the defense that you saw back in February. But the one thing that the Eagles defense is not doing this time around is stopping good quarterback. Pat Mahomes didn't have the greatest game statistically in the air in the Super Bowl. But the last two games the Eagles have played, Sam Howell looked like premier Tom Brady back in the day. And Dak Prescott continued to just rip the Eagles to shreds. Hopefully that unit can get back healthy. And the one big thing is Patrick Mahomes dominates the middle of the field. I think that's the scarier element than outside of the numbers where the cornerbacks haven't been playing the best. How can they stop that middle of the field? Sean Desai is in for a huge test. That pass defense ultimately is going to be the deciding factor. Can they get the stop that that 2022 defense couldn't get back in Super Bowl 57? It's a great question, and I'm really curious to see how the defense, the Eagles defense, plays against this Chiefs offense. Uh, it's a different Chiefs offense than it was when they played in the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, removing Juju Smith-Schuster, I don't think was looked at as as big of an issue as it to have been so far this season, uh, the offense just isn't clicking in Kansas City. So how are they going to get going? Uh, and that really leads me into the biggest story for Kansas City is they're sitting here at 7-2, and two, and you have to feel very good about being 7-2, and two, especially when you look at the offense and you say, okay, maybe they're a top-five offense, but they're not playing anywhere close to what they played like last year. They're not – they're not as efficient. They're not as effective. The wide receivers aren't getting the separation that they need. Mahomes isn't isn't trusting the receivers like he was at times last year. And all of it is just a big question mark. Can Kansas City get going in the right direction? And you talk about the Eagles defense, and I do think it's going to be fascinating to see what does Desai do in this game. Going, you know, he is a Vic Fangio uh, disciple, like you said. Well, Fangio's had pretty decent success against Kansas City over the past couple of weeks. Uh, at least his disciples, you know, Fangio in, in Miami had a pretty good game playing against the Chiefs. But then you also look at, you know, Vance Joseph in, in Denver, who's playing some of that same scheme and was able to shut down Kansas City almost two games worth, uh, you know, when they played against Denver. So that's going to be something to watch. But Andy Reid off of bye is one of the best coaches in the NFL. That's going to be something to watch in this game. Uh, can Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid figure it out over the bye week and get more players involved? and attack this Philly defense, which you bring up the point that it's not the same defense it was uh, scheme-wise, but it's also not the same defense it was player-wise. You lost mm -hmm. some players on defense that I think could really play into this, and I will also say this. I think I said this earlier this week on the show on Locked on Chiefs. Kevin Byard not fully being into that Eagles defense yet and not having the acclimation period that he really is going to need it would be different if they're playing three or four weeks down the road. Him playing now, I'm not saying he won't be good, but he won't be near as good as he would be three or four weeks down the road when he's had time to acclimate. And I think that could play into this game as well. I think you're pretty spot on with that take as well, because on yesterday's show on Lockdown Eagles, we were saying what the Eagles have done with Kevin Byard in the first two games, how they've deployed him 
is exactly how Tyler Rowland over at Lockdown Titans told us that the Titans did not deploy him. It was in single man coverage where he would be responsible for covering, let's say, Travis Kelsey. What they need to do now is just put him over the top, let him be that too high safety in that cover two portion of the field. And I said the best way to attack it is they're going to go out there and the first check they have to make is where is 87 on the football field. And one of the things that they did earlier in the season after slot corner Avante Maddox went down was move James Bradbury inside to the slot to see how he operated there. Didn't do great against wide receivers, but you had Chauncey Gardner-Johnson there last year to be that that role player for you that was, okay, he could take away 87, hopefully man-on-man, also defend the run, be good bracketing over the top for you. They don't have that guy anymore, like you were saying, and they don't have the linebackers that can defend 87. I think their best bet is let James Bradbury try his best to man up against him because if you don't get contact on Travis Kelsey and knock that timing off of – knock him off of his timing to get into his route and let him find space – I think you got to man him up there, and then hopefully that over-the-top safety, which is Kevin Byard now three, four weeks removed from the trade deadline, hopefully he is in a better position. But as well, you don't have Marcus Epps, who you had last year. You have Sidney Brown, who is a rookie, who has been playing better over the last couple weeks. But ultimately, I think the big playmaker, and he was in the Super Bowl, was Reed Blankenship. He has been coming up huge for this Eagles team. Can he be the guy to keep everything underneath and hopefully – allow Pat Mahomes in in our favor, allow him to go through multiple reads because if he gets off of his first read, which probably will be 87, you're hoping that he targets outside of the numbers because if he gets to 87 in the middle of the field, that's where this Eagles team is susceptible. And just looking at the numbers on PFF, Pat Mahomes dominates that area. I mean, his touchdowns to interception ratio in the middle of the field, as opposed to outside the number, it's just skewed astronomically towards the middle of the field. And, that's what Bill Belichick has built Tom Brady to be the great quarterback that he was, was dominating that area. And that's what great teams do. And if the Eagles can't do that, it's going to be a long day to allow Andy Reid and that Kansas City Chiefs offense to do exactly what they want, which they were able to do against Jonathan Gannett back in February. Well, and the big question when you start talking about the middle of the field is it's not just going to be Travis Kelsey. It's whoever's going to be the slot receiver, but it mm. could also be a guy like Noah Gray. Great. While it doesn't have great, he doesn't have great stats this season. He's playing well enough, and he's showing well enough that he is an option that Pat Mahomes trusts. He will throw the ball to him, and that can open up other things on the field. So that's going to be something to watch as well. And I just think that thirteen personnel element of Kansas City can be something that really catches the Eagles off guard. They haven't seen a ton of it this year against opposing offenses, and we know that little wrinkle that Kansas City can throw in there with that. And like you said. The Eagles don't have two guys to cover two tight ends. If you look at that New England game earlier in the year when you had to worry about guys like Hunter Henry and Mike Gesicki, the Eagles weren't able to defend that. So you throw in the element of Noah Gray already worrying about Travis Kelsey. Now we get into a little bit of a chess match. But like you said, can Sean Desai copy what those other Vic Fangio disciples and Vic himself have done to see a little bit of success with that cover six defense against Pat Mahomes? lot to be talking about. We're going to be getting into the biggest matchups coming up here in just a moment, but we want to tell you about our partners over at DoorDash. As Chris said, this episode of Crossover Thursday is brought to you by our friends over at DoorDash. While you're on your phone listening to the show, you can do everything to get your food delivered right to your door through the DoorDash app without even 
having to walk off of your couch. You're going to take your phone while you're listening to the show, download the DoorDash app, and we are going to let you in on a secret where you can get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more. All you have to do is download that app, enter the code LOCKED23, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-2-3, to get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more. If you're in Philadelphia and you're looking to get a cheesesteak, make sure you go and get yourself one at De Rossi's. If you want a pizza from Santucci's, if you're in Kansas City and you want to get a little barbecue, you can also get that as well. Chris Clark, let me in on a little secret. There is a place that's not open on Sundays, but it's open on Monday nights, so you can get some Monday night football action. Joe's Barbecue, go check it out. Make sure you use DoorDash promo code LOCK23 to get 50% off a $15 value up to $10. All right, Gino. That sounds, that's actually making me very hungry talking about DoorDash, but uh, let's go ahead and get into talking about these biggest matchups. I'll let you go ahead and go first. In my opinion... The biggest matchup, we we know what it is. But I think with a rejuvenated Kansas City defense, how can the Eagles' offensive line face an opponent which they didn't really face too much in February because neither of these teams could get their footing underneath them? And how are these trench play, how are they going to differ? Because they're two great units on both sides. I mean, Kansas City's offensive line against the Eagles' defensive line is going to be great and vice versa. I think if there's one matchup, though, it's going to be the interior pass rush of the Kansas City Chiefs against whoever the Eagles' right guard is going to be. Because Cam Jurgens, who started the season as the Eagles' starting right guard, he was hurt. They activated his 21-day practice window before the Dallas game. He didn't play. It ended up being rookie Tyler Steen, who took over for journeyman Sua Opeta. So there's been a lot of rotational pieces in there. With Cam Jurgens hopefully coming back, can that settle things in and hopefully lighten the burden of having to go against Chris Jones with the partner of Jason Kelsey next to him? But if it's Tyler Steen, Steve Spagnuolo is not a dummy. He knows how to call a defense and he knows how to take advantage of a weak point on an offensive line. If I was smart, I line up Chris Jones over that right guard all game long and say, make us beat the other guys on the football field. I'm going to take advantage of this guy and I'm going to blow up every single play. So if they can't get that going where the Eagles run game hasn't really gotten going, is it going to force Jalen hurts to carry this burden again? And can he throw another third perfect game in a row? That's really where it could be just knocked off its cylinders. If the Eagles can't get going through the tackles, if they can't set up this RPO play action type of game, which they want where a lot of their throws take three seconds to develop, getting them down the field. If things just blow up right out of the gate in the middle of the offensive line, Jalen Hurts with a banged up knee getting outside the pocket, his numbers in the pocket are top in the league. His numbers outside the pocket are not so great. And that probably is something that Patrick Mahomes, who is really good at, is he can counteract that because he's a little bit healthier than Jalen right now where it was the opposite in February where Jalen was perfectly healthy and Pat had that ankle injury at the time. Yeah, that ankle injury was huge, uh, you know, for Patrick at that point. And then you start looking at Jalen Hurts, and he, you know, he talk about the health with the knee. He looked like he was doing pretty good against the Cowboys. But that's definitely going to be something to watch. I'm going to be curious. You talk about 
Chris Jones versus the right guard. I'm curious what Spagnuolo does to change up things this time around versus what he did against the Eagles the last time around because you look at what they've been doing so far this season, he's really changed the way that they play defense uh, at times on the defensive line. They've spread out offensive lines. They've made it to where everybody's getting a one-on-one at times, and that's been a huge key to getting a lot of the pressure. But they've also been sending pressure from different places at, you know, with, you know, corner splitting or linebackers blitzing or, you know, whoever he decides to, to blitz. I mean, he even went all out zero blitz on fourth down against the Miami Dolphins this last game and uh, sent two different safeties into the A-gap. So uh, I don't expect that he's going to do that a ton against, you know, Jalen Hurts and the Eagles, but it was something that he hasn't done. I haven't seen him do this season, but it's been so varied this season. It's something to watch. And I'm going to flip it over, and I want to talk about the matchup that we kind of talked about a little bit going into the Super Bowl, but it didn't play out because the footing wasn't great. I'm curious what the Eagles defensive ends are going to do against these, these Chiefs tackles. Uh, Jawan Taylor struggled early in the year. He was getting a lot of penalties. He was getting some false starts. He was you know, getting called for being off the line of scrimmage. That's sort of settled down the second half of the season. Is he going to be going up against a guy like Hassan Reddick every single snap or most of the snaps? Or are they going to put him – are they going to put Reddick over him? Or are they going to put him over a guy like Donovan Smith? Uh, Smith pitched a shutout when it came to pressures last week against the Dolphins, which, considering their pass rush, is pretty is pretty phenomenal. So that's going to be something to watch. I think that these tackles are playing really well, and this offensive line for Kansas City, I think, is playing well as well. It playing very good as well. So something to watch there. But I'm really curious to see what the Eagles' defensive ends do. I think one component that we have to toss in there that was not part of the equation because he didn't become an Eagle until the draft in in April was Jalen Carter and how instrumental he has been because you talk about how the Chiefs want to spread things out and give guys one-on-ones well if you don't know Jalen Carter has won more double teams at a higher clip than Aaron Donald and Dexter Lawrence in the National Football League so teams are already saying we have to send two guys Creed Humphrey and somebody else is going to have to defend him on the interior. And then like you're talking, can those guys on an Island hold up with Hassan and Josh sweat? So what usually happens in this Sean Desai defense is the front is going to be pretty much the same in where the four guys line up. Hassan Reddick's going to be over your right tackle. Josh sweat is going to be over your left tackle. They're going to move their three-tack and their zero-tack wherever they want to, either left or the right side. But to your point with Steve Spagnuolo, where he's sending pressure from everywhere, that's a big component of what Sean Desai does. He likes to mug those linebackers in the A-gap. Maybe he'll show you a look where he drops both guys out of there and they're going to defend those curl hook zones. And then the next time they come with a blitz, they love to change things up front where you're stunting guys in and out. So it's going to be best on best. The matchup that we wanted to see with good footing, the turf god or whatever that guy's name was, was the biggest fraud at his job ever with the the grass that they put into that stadium. I'm glad it's going to be an arrowhead. It should be a, a great game in that matter, and that's exactly it. And I think a great talking point about that is the evolution of what Kansas City was just a couple years ago when you look at that Super Bowl with Tampa Bay where Pat Mahomes is just running for his life, and then it's like, Andy Reid's like, what am I doing? I, I've had elite offensive lines for 20 years. Let's just get back to that. And that's kind of where the Eagles are at too because these little paradigms that Andy instilled back in the day, you see little glimpses of them in Kansas City, in Philadelphia. Look at Chris Jones. Look at Fletcher Cox, two of the best three techs in the league. Why? Because they were way ahead of their time. They saw what these guys could do, and they went out and drafted them. 
do you think Andy Reid didn't love Chris Jones because he had Fletcher Cox back in the day? Of course. And that that's one of the cool things is that these teams will do whatever it takes to get the best players on the field. And it's going to be best on best. Like there's going to be so much teach tape to come out from the offensive line play on defensive line play on both sides of the ball. And then you're going to see the playmakers three, the best in the league, Travis Kelsey, Devonte Smith, AJ Brown. And I think probably the weak spots for these teams are the past defenses because those guys are just so good in man on man matchups. So We'll see what it really comes down to. I said to boil it down, if you are going to say what is the biggest matchup, it's what team just plays better football. Like what team doesn't cool. turn the ball over twice? What team takes care of it on third down? That's really what it's going to boil down to, in my opinion. And I agree with you on that, although I would kind of change it a little bit and say I think what it's really going to come down to is which quarterback has a better game. And I'm not necessarily even talking about passing. I'm talking about reading defenses. Mm-hmm. Because you start talking about – what Spagnuolo has done and where he's sending pressure and where he's, you know, walking people up into the A gap, walking linebackers up into the A gaps, you know, sending pressure from all different angles. Sounds like the side is doing a lot of the same and he's running different coverages than the Eagles ran this time last year, or sorry, in the Super Bowl against mm-hmm. the Chiefs. So can Mahomes see that coming? Can Hurts see that what's coming from Spagnolo? That could play a huge part in what is going to happen in this game. And it may not end up being a stats thing. Because maybe they see something coming where they shift into a, a run instead of a pass. I mean, there's lots of things that can play into this game. Mm-hmm. So it, I'm, it's going to be fascinating to see. And I do think I have to just mention this really quickly because it was funny to me. Mahomes was on uh, with uh, Peyton and uh, Eli on Monday mm-hmm. Night Football this past week. And he, he they asked him when the Broncos got down the red zone, what do you expect the play calls to be? And he called it out before they even ran the three play calls. So – He's seeing the game at the right level. He knew what the Broncos were going to call before the Broncos even did it. Obviously, this is a different scenario. It's just funny, but I think that that and the ability to read the defenses could play a huge part in this game. Without a doubt, and and Jalen is performing at a rate that is unbelievable in terms of his pocket presence and his accuracy has just grown so much since that 2021 matchup where these two teams met early in that season, and he's everything you could want in a quarterback and to your point like who is going to be the guy that reads it better because the Eagles in the beginning of the season you talk about sending so much pressure they didn't have alerts and hot reads and over the last couple weeks Jalen has been better against the blitz and that's what it's going to come down to it's the ultimate battle of two chess masters or actually four with all these coordinators and coaches in there who's going to deploy their soldiers in the best position like two great generals generals right like Sun Tzu art of war that's that's what this game is it's it's so much more than football it's like you have to just take away the element of what football is because there's so many good players what coach what team what what team is just going to be tougher for longer not make the most amount of mistakes and like you said read a defense like can you read a defense that's what it's going to come down to I'm so excited Chris as you could tell like I have goosebumps for this matchup I wasn't this excited until this show right now I'm super happy that we get to see this game no, it's going to be a great game. I cannot wait. And we're going to talk more about what could lead to a win for each team and predictions right after this. This episode is also brought to you by our friends over at Jace Medical. We spend a lot of time talking together, you and I. We get fired up, as I was right before the break, 
on wins and losses, who starts, who sits, and I'm thankful for that connection we have. And today, I want to chat a little more personal. Whether you're on extended travel, bracing for a major weather event, or limited by another supply shortage, you are covered, my friend. Thanks for our partners over at Jace Medical. Life-saving antibiotics and a long list of daily medications can be ordered in a one-year supply. Even ED generics like Cialis, Viagra, Revatio prescriptions, you could get those as well. Go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply of daily medication. Remember, use the promo code LOCKED. On. We don't do this show without our friends over at Jace Medical, so make sure you know who sent you. Use that promo code Locked On. I'm thankful for the service. Supply chains issues have caused me to cut pills in half and to have it on hand is just great. That is a verified customer, what they had to say about Jace, and I'm with you. I have the Jace case right in my closet. My wife is a doctor so we have to have them here of course if you want to get in on the action today get your jace case go to their website jacemedical.com use the promo code locked on for twenty dollars off of your purchase that's promo code locked on l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n for twenty dollars off your purchase at jace medical So much to talk about when we start looking at what would lead to a win. Gino, what do you see? What would get the Eagles to win this game? I think it's really easy. I'll tell the obvious, sorry. I think what happened in the Super Bowl boiled down to three simple things. The Jalen Hurts fumble six. Can't have a turnover on offense from your quarterback. That just can't happen, and it can't lead to six points. The inevitable punt return that got Kansas City down into their own into the Philadelphia Eagles territory late in that game. The Eagles special teams has been much better. They cannot give up good field position to a team that has been known to take advantage of teams when you give up good field position. And the third thing, the defense has to make a stop. They have to make Mahomes think. You have to at least get two to three drives where you are able to get Kansas City to punt. If not, they're going to score points. It's inevitable. The sun comes up, Patrick Mahomes scores touchdowns, two of the things that are known to happen. And for that to happen, it boils down to the Eagles being who they are. Command the clock, convert on third and fourth down, and punch it in in the red zone. The red zone offense wasn't great to start the season. It's been much better the last couple weeks. I say in these big games, if you score three, much like A.J. Brown said when they kicked that field goal in the Super Bowl, it seems like a loss of a drive. You have to score seven, and you have to keep Pat Mahomes from scoring seven on the other end. When I look at what is going to get Kansas City to win this game, it come, it's really simple for me. Uh, win the turnover battle and probably win it by two. Um, winning it by one, it's it's kind of – it helps, but it's not going to guarantee a victory like winning it by two would. Uh, so if you can do that, you're going to be in a good position. But the bigger thing to me, and I actually have talked about this a lot on Lockdown Chiefs, keep the Eagles behind the sticks. And what I mean by that is keep them in, you know, first and 10, obviously they're going to, is where they're going to be starting, but get them into second eight, get them in second, you know, second, seven, second and eight, Uh, keep them to a point where they're behind the sticks, where they're chasing, where they're not able to get on the field and decide, okay, we're going to have two plays to get the next six yards or two plays to get the next four or five yards. You don't want to give them the chance to run tush push twice and get a first down. That's just the reality of of the way that this game is going to play out you got to keep them on their own side of the field uh, so they're not going to be going forward on fourth down as much. 
but you also have to get to a point where you keep them behind the sticks. If you can get it to where they're at third and five, third and six or better on most of their third downs, I think you got to feel pretty good about where you're going to be on defense. I'm not going to say you're going to be able to keep them from converting every single time, but it will up your chances of not going up against a tush push that has near 100% effective rate. So I think that's a huge play in this in this game for Kansas City. If they can do those two things, I think that actually helps them win because it's going to probably give them a short field. And if they're winning the turnover battle, they're not giving the Eagles a short field to go and score a touchdown on. That is one of the Achilles heels that they've had this season. Yeah, that was to my point. Like it, it, The Eagles have to be able to choke the clock out and just make this thing a few possessions shorter for that Kansas City team. And that's going to come down to a combination of things. It's not just going to be the Eagles offense being able to stay out on the field. There's going to be some times when they probably have a three and out. But what also didn't happen in the Super Bowl, the Eagles didn't hit Patrick Mahomes at all. I mean, whether you want to say it was footing or just the game plan of Andy Reid getting that ball out quickly, the Eagles defensive front is going to have to do a better job. If the, if the front can affect Patrick Mahomes and you could get off the field two to three drives and you could keep this from being a complete boat race like it was against Dallas where it was shot for shot, you have a very good chance to win this football game. I'm not going to predict the score, but I think if the Eagles just do those things that I had talked about, and like you said, if Kansas City wins the turnover battle by two, or if the Eagles win the turnover battle by two, you probably expect that team to win the game. If the Eagles have three sacks and Kansas City has none or vice versa, you probably expect that team to win the game. They're very similarly built teams with great quarterback play, with two very good offenses as it stands from an effectiveness percentage from scoring points percentage and two defenses that I would say are right on par with each other. So it's like you're, you're picking hairs to find where something is going to go wrong and look at what the Eagles did in the Super Bowl. Those three areas were like the basic fundamentals of football, fumbling it, allowing a big punt return and just not allowing Pat Mahomes to keep going down the football. Like if they don't, if they don't allow this team to punt, if they don't get one punt, I'm going to be so angry that they just, sat back and let Pat Mahomes do the same thing. They can't do what happened in February. Take that game plan and throw it in the garbage from a defensive perspective, but just let Jalen Hurts cook. Comes down to QB1. He has to know that this moment isn't his Super Bowl. It's just another moment to show who this team is and what Jalen Hurts is. That's one of the better QBs, but it's going to be great, man. Pat Mahomes, Andy Reid, we know the storylines. The NFL, you're welcome. You're welcome. A lot of eyes are coming to you because of these two teams. Yeah, this game is going to be fantastic. I cannot. I absolutely cannot wait. I I've been looking forward to this game since the season, since it came out. When it was going to be, uh, thought it was going to be a great game. It looks like it's going to be fantastic. The one thing I will say that I'm I'm hateful. I'm a little bit hateful that Nick Bolton won't be able to play in this game because I think that's a big mm-hmm. loss for Kansas City, stopping the run and being able to stop Hurts running the ball and just their offense in general. Uh, but other than that, I feel really good about this game. And I will give just a prediction. I'm not going to give a score. I think Kansas City wins, but it's not necessarily for the reason that they won against the Eagles in the Super Bowl. For me, it's the way their defense is playing. They've allowed one team to score more than 20 points this year, and that was the Denver Broncos. And that was – they gave them a touchdown on a short field. I mean, I'm not going to try to take it away from the, the Broncos offense, but Kansas City couldn't get anything done that day on offense themselves. But then they also were in a situation where they gave them the short field score. And if you stay away from that, I think Kansas City can slow any defense or sorry, any offense down, including the Eagles. And I think that their passing defense is better than what it was in the Super Bowl. So that's going to be something I'm going to be really excited to see if it plays out on Sunday. I totally agree with you there. And 
it just can they I'm sorry on Monday. I apologize. Yeah, I know. That's why I was tripped up for a second. I'm like, did they change the time of this game? But no, you're you're 100% to your point. And I think that name of Nick Bolton as well, like it'll bring chills down your spine. But little things like that, like him being out of the game, you have to account for that as well. And that defense has not allowed points. Can the Eagles be a team that, like they've done all year, against some defenses like at the time, Tampa Bay had a really good run defense kind of picked that apart. They've gone against some of these other good defenses like Miami at times has been really good. They picked them apart as well. Dallas didn't make any turnovers when it came to that side of the field. Can they do that again against Kansas City? But like you said, it's a different team, two different teams. It's throughout the record book, that Super Bowl, it was long in the past. These teams have come a long way. They've changed a lot in terms of personnel, the Eagles, in terms of coaching staff. It's They don't have the same offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator, but it's going to be what team just can win in the X's and O's. Who's going to be the chess master of this game? That's what it's going to boil down to. I've said that a lot, what it boils down to. That's that's the epitome of this game. And <laughs> Monday night should be good. Go check out Lockdown Eagles and Lockdown Chiefs and chill until then. Yeah, and I'm like I said, I'm really looking forward to this game, and I agree with you. I think it's going to boil down to just a couple of things, and I'm really curious: Do we see haymakers that we saw against in the Super Bowl? Do we see some of those te- those plays that just kind of completely changed the the momentum of the game, mm-hmm. like the Nick Bolton fumble return that completely yep. changed the momentum of the game? Uh, you know, AJ Brown catching, or sorry, Devontae Smith catching the ball on that deep ball, but not getting the end zone completely changed the way the game was looking at the time. Uh, the punt return, as you talked about, those were some haymakers that really just changed the course of how that game went. Uh, something to watch in this game, and it's going to be fantastic. Gino, thank you so much. Really enjoyed this. Be sure to go check out Locked On Eagles for any information that you want to get on the upcoming opponent. And we will be back tomorrow on Locked On Chiefs to talk more about this game and have our game preview actually on Monday since this is a Monday night game. Cannot wait. Looking forward to it. Gino, you have a great one, and uh, this is going to be a fantastic game. Yeah, appreciate you, Chris. As always, guys, go subscribe to both of the shows. As I end it, always, fly, Eagles, fly.